the same one name. My name is Deja Brown, and you're listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh snap. Leave your hands. Oh no, no more trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me back this thing up real quick. One more time. Uh oh, that's that's a problem. Mm. Oh yeah. What's going on everybody? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast, 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 Podcast. Yeah. What's up everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike B. Mike B. It's my man Infrared Crypto on the beat on the beat. And yes, I took a hiatus, y'all. I took a little break, took a little mental, uh, a mental hiatus. Had to take a break real quick, get my mind and thoughts together. We'll get into it a little bit. Uh, we've been, if you've been an avid listener to my radio podcast, you know, every now and then I take a break because of my mental health. Mental health is wealth, mental health is important. Um, I'm very transparent when it comes to it. Uh, and yeah. So I was a little depressed. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Also, I'm going to talk about some other stuff about uh, sassy songs. I've been feeling a little sassy on the beat. A little sassy. Talk about some of my uh, new proclamations. New year, new me. Going through some changes in my life. You know? So without any further ado, we're just going to hop right into it. Also, I'm I'm not going front, yo. I got a dual monitor setup now. Um, in my in my office, so I have two monitors now, so I could do double the work. <laughs> I feel like I'm working for the government, yo. I got two monitors. That means I mean I, I mean that means I, I make big money. I don't. It's a very simple setup. I made a I, I did a very simple setup. Now I have two monitors. I can see what's going on. I can see what's hot. Um, working on the lighting situation. It might be coming in a little too dark or whatever. We'll figure that out as well as we go along, but I'm going to be more consistent on the podcast. I'm going to be recording a little bit more because consistency brings people and people brings fame and whatever. I'm trying to make up a scenario of what you call it, whatever they said. Um, what not and what have you or whatever. <laughs> but let's just hop right into it, yo. I'm going to turn this down. Turn me up, yeah. Thank y'all, real quick. And uh, first of all, I just want to appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate anybody that listens to this podcast. Anybody that takes a few minutes out of their day, out of their out of their life to listen to me ramble and stumble upon um, subjects, and topics, and things of that nature, man. Um, uh, let's just hop right into it, yo. So, last couple of weeks, I've been depressed. Okay, I've been depressed. Um, mentally, I have I've been out of it, and the reason why I've been out of it, um, well, let's let's rewind. Go through some changes in my life, and as I go through changes in life, um, you reflect, and I've been reflecting on some stuff. And what happened was there was an incident that happened a couple of weeks ago. And one thing about depression is you should know what your triggers are. Uh, I've been battling depression for years now. I've been de- battling battling depression for years. Everybody goes through it. 
um, it's okay to say something. If you see something, say something. Um, it's really important to have friends in your corner who see you going through stuff and, you know, wish well on your behalf. Um, I learned a lot over the, over this, this bout of depression, because one thing you want, one, one, this particular bout of depression happened because I felt like, um, I'm putting a lot of work in and putting a lot of work in. I'm not one that's like, yo, I need you to make a banner and say, thank you. But I do. I do expect a level of appreciation. If that makes sense. Like I do expect, I don't expect flowers. I don't expect you to make a post or anything. I just expect appreciation, gratitude. You know, uh, I sacrifice a lot on behalf of, uh, of the scene. I, I, I sacrifice a lot to make sure that everybody's in a position to win. I believe it's it's something that's deep down rooted in me since school, um, playing ball, being a point guard. A lot of times, your your uh your assists in basketball is a statistical uh, statistical category that only helps when the person you're passing the ball to scores the basket. And I can't get that out of my life. Like I'm, I'm not a, I was never a scorer. I was never a person that was like, uh, I'm gonna get my buckets and I'm, a, I'm, I'm literally there to set you up, set the team up, and let's just score these baskets. Let's go for the win. I'm gonna pass you the ball, get us to the promised land. And that metaphor goes into where I'm at now in comedy. You know where, where I'm, where I'm at now mentally in the position that I'm in. I am a booker of a comedy club and I have the ability to book myself at any moment. I can book myself on any show. I can put myself on any show. I can host feature any show. And I and when I say these things, I'm good at what I do. Okay. So <laughs> so I don't have to. Um but I'm also in the position to put people, to recognize people who deserve those chances. I'm in a position to give back. And I, I, I've, I've always reached back and I always gave flowers to those who helped me along the way, who wasn't being jerks to me, being a jerk to me, who wasn't being rude to me, who wasn't, you know, in the process. The issue is, right? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I gave a, I gave an assist to somebody, um, and it was like leading up to the weekend. It was just a problem after a problem after a problem after a problem. And in comedy, there's egos, and sometimes the ego is going to going to win every time. And I felt like the person that I was looking out for did not appreciate the lookout, did not appreciate the flowers, you know. And it put me in depression. It put me in a de depressed state because for me, a person who still has it, a person who's still funny, a person who doesn't have to did. And it made me ask myself, am I doing right by me? And 
it's a weird concept when you ask, are you doing right by me? Because in my mind, I'm still wrapping around. Am I also being selfish? And I don't want to come off as being selfish. Um, so when this person didn't appreciate the opportunity, it put me in a, in a depressed state because I felt like I didn't have to, and I did. And I, and because I did, and you felt like it was wrong, now I felt like I did something wrong, which causes me to fall into this state. So I was depressed the last couple of weeks. I didn't, um, I didn't realize it at first, but depression, uh, always for me, my depression logs in and chime in, if you will. Um, my depression starts off with, I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like waking up to do basic things. You know, I don't feel like washing my face. I don't feel like brushing my teeth. I don't feel like doing things. And it's easy because I work from home. So I don't have to get up to go and do, you know, get up in the morning and rush. Um, backstory, when, when I was battling it and I wasn't diagnosed with it, I would call out for work days at a time. It would be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm out. I can't. I ain't even, even if I had a PTO, I'll make with the hours. I just cannot physically be in there. I don't want to. And that's where depression comes in and says, ah, I got you. And now I'm going to throw these thoughts in. And when you, when I didn't know how to handle those thoughts. So when I'm in this, this state, if you're talking to me, it's not me. It's, it's me like revealing feelings and feelings don't last all the time but also when you when you when you're talking however you're saying it later on when you're better might come back to bite you so i was i would say mean things um so it's best for me not to talk um so i didn't want to get up that was one of one of the signs i didn't want to record the podcast which is another one of the signs I didn't want to perform. I also didn't want to do the regular duties that I was normally doing to get out of it, to get out of that funk. I got into, I got into comedy, so I didn't have to feel like I had a real job, but the job, but what I was doing was turning into a job. And it was like, ah, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to keep helping people. I don't want to help young. I didn't want to do any of those things. Cause it, it, it fu- that, that, that weekend fucked with me. It really bothered me. You know, it really bothered me and I didn't understand why. Um, so I had some friends that I was talking to and they're like, man, you just didn't get on stage. And I told myself like, I got to get back on stage because no matter what DMX had a quote, I do not like perform. I do not like the studio time. I do not like the the promo time. I only like the hour and a half I'm on stage. And that resonated with me because when I perform outside of my workplace, I have so much fun. I'm so much more freer. I don't have to worry about all the chaos that's going on around me. I'm just getting on the stage. I'm only worrying about entertaining how many people is in the audience at the moment. So I started going back on stage and I started to, you know, do my bits, do my jokes, do my, um, do me and i was having i'm having a great time i'm back to writing i'm i I was i was back to getting back into having fun again about comedy you know other things the most dangerous thing for me too is because i'm laying around and i'm depressed and i see on social media is dangerous too you see on social media everybody else is still living living their best life you start nitpicking and seeing things and like 
I don't like how this looks. I don't. <laughs> well, how come? Why not me? You know, all, that these are signs of me being bitter. And I'm not a bitter person. I don't, I don't, I want everybody to win. I believe anybody in the scene. If one person makes it, everybody in the scene makes it because all that's going to do is draw eyes to the scene. I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't care who makes it. I just, I just know when, when that person makes it, I have to be ready. Right. So I start seeing those things. I've started getting angrier, start getting antsy. You start looking back like, yo, I did all of this for people. And, and in return, I get, I got nothing. In I got, I have nothing to show for it, but a firm reminded me, you do have something to show for it, Mike. Just look at what you've done. Look at what you've done for the scene. Look at, look at the over look, step outside of yourself. What I tell myself all the time when I'm in the clear head, look at what you've done. Look what you put, look who you put on. If you wasn't here, how would they, and that boy, my spirits up, but it didn't change anything. It still made me feel exactly the same. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like it still made me feel exactly the same. It was like, uh, that's cool and all, but that could have been me, you know. But that's depression talking. That's me, like, like ah, uh, upset. I get back on stage. I'm performing. I'm realizing I, st I not only do I still have it, I got a lot of it, you know. And it also made me realize I'm in a different stage in my life as an artist because the stuff that I talk about. Um, it's like grown folk stuff now. You know, it's from a uh a, a older gentleman's perspective. And um, I'm really happy about the new material that I've been working on and creating and keep moving. At the end of the day, um from this bout, what I've learned is it's okay to put yourself first, it's okay to look out for yourself, it's okay to look out for your friends, look out for people that you believe in but it's also okay to look out for you. You know, you looking out for you doesn't mean that you're not looking out for everybody else. And um, I will say that if you have a friend or a buddy or a pal who physic who, who vocalizes that they're depressed, um, it is the year of 2023. Mental health is a real thing. <laughs> Do not tell that person that which what, what you're not going to do. All that person needs is an ear. He just needs an ear. He or she needs an ear and just needs somebody just needs somebody to talk to. If that person is always there for you, it costs you nothing to be there for them. If this person is who you if this person is your friend, it costs you nothing to be there for them. It costs you nothing to listen to them. It 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 does not it does not hurt you. You know. It's not babysitting to listen to somebody. It's not coddling if you listen to somebody. At the time, when back in the day, or wherever you're at mentally, or where you at in your life, mental health people thinks is people thought you would, you need to be babied or carried or loved on. Like, you know, what I'm saying, if that's how you come across, then you have to look. You you if you if that's what you think mental health is then you should really do some research <laughs> on the severity of it. It's instead you could just say, Hey man, I, I don't have the, the uh, mental capacity to handle what's going on. And it's fine to say that, you know, it's like, okay, cool, man. Hey, look, listen, I get it. 
But I know now. I've talked to several people. I found out where everybody where everybody is at when it comes to depression um, mentally. I, I, I uh, well, being a person to talk to when you're depressed, I learned that hey, it's okay to sit in your feelings. It's okay to sit in them thoughts. It's okay. It's okay to sit in them and deal with them internally. And then while you deal with them internally, figure out who's who and what's what. <laughs> and that's what and, and that's what this this bout was. I found out who's who and what's what. I was able to look and 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 look at the landscape in my environment. Like, all right, cool. I know where everybody's at, and it's not a problem. I don't want nobody to listen to this podcast. Like, oh man, he's talking about me or whatever, and he's no, nope, could be whatever. But where I'm at, you know, it's not a problem. It's okay. I'm I'm 42 years old. I'm a grown ass man. I got kids. I'm I have a, I have a whole family. I'm not worried about um, silly stuff. You know, I'm not worried about the fact because I was I'm I'm I was young too, and I was young and ignorant, and I thought one thing about mental health or depression and stuff like that. Like I'm not I'm not here to listen to your shit. You know, but remember that person's going to get out of it unless they kill themselves. If they kill themselves, then you ain't got to worry about it no more. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta worry about that no more but uh yeah so uh recently i was able to so that was two weekends ago this weekend i bought my guy angus black in um at the uh seller and a little and a little backstory angus black to me is the guy who when i was looking to get into comedy in norfolk virginia he was in the radio. He was on the radio. I reached out to him. This story goes all the way back to MySpace. I reached out to him on MySpace, and I asked him, "Man, how do you get up a stand-up comedy?" I just asked, and took a couple of days. He responded, "Like, man, hit as many stages as possible. Reach out to anybody, you know, find out where the open mics are and everything." And that's cool and all in DC, but it wasn't DC. It was Norfolk, and I didn't know what any of those words, uh, where those mics were, or you know, where to do the stand-up at. Um. And he um, gave me the advice, you know, write all your jokes clean. Um, don't cut your money short. That's because somebody say, because somebody say, hey, if, um, uh, I need a clean show. Write your jokes clean. Write about clean stuff. And um, that way you can do churches. And a few years later, I had, um, a few years later, um, Angus had did a show at my church. Um, after we had that conversation and I still didn't do stand up yet. And um, he came and he performed and he did like 20 minutes in front of a church in, in front of our church and murdered. Right. And then uh, a few years later, I come back from Iraq and then I move up to DC and uh, I started producing shows and producing shows. I, I, I produced my first show, which was called the let's go comedy show. And it was in Newport News, Virginia at this venue. It was me and um DJ North. Shout out to DJ North too. Nothing off of cap. And I had me, I bought Greg Stevens, my comedy mentor, Tommy Taylor Jr. And I had Angus Black on the show. And it was my very first show ever produced. And I had DJ Joe Pro. I, I did a lot on this show. I had DJ Joe Pro as a, a special guest. Who um, you know, I paid just to show up. Uh <laughs> that's why that's what I was saying. Like I did a lot on the show. It was my very first show I produced. Um, we lost a lot of money on the show, but it was a, a lessons were learned. And um, uh, the next show I did was the Let's Go Comedy Show Volume 2. 
because in back in the day volumes we did volumes and um let's go comedy show two i brought him up at dc where the show was in alexandria and so um years later i'm in a position to um book a club um i fought to get him down here and uh, i got him down here and he did he just finished doing this weekend uh yesterday i'm recording as of sunday november 12th so i'm recording this um he did a weekend yesterday and friday and i looked at him and i was like hey man i never forgot what you did for me on myspace <laughs> and uh he may not remember that but what he do remember but what he do know is being nice to a person let's say 14 years ago 15 years ago 16 17 18 years ago i got him up to dc and um for him it was a bit for him it was just a weekend for for me it was a big moment he was very appreciative of it and that's what made me happy performing and then being able to give flowers to a person who took time out and didn't have to he didn't have to he didn't have to talk to me he didn't have to talk to me when i sent him that message but he did and to have him come up and do the weekend smash made made a few bucks oversold um the people that didn't want the 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 people that had to go to you know that didn't believe made them believers and it made me happy you know and that's what i'm that's what i'm in it for i'm in it to help not to hurt and it was a big deal for me took a picture and everything i i needed i needed that in my life so that's a tell of two weekends <laughs> uh and what I got from that weekend was it's okay. You know, what I got from that weekend is basically you um you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Don't worry, don't worry about what's going on in the HOV lanes. Nigga, you in the slow lane. You've been in the slow lane for a minute. You're you're doing the work and others see it and you just keep working. I got a few compliments from another comic that said, yo, you really turned this place around. Um and that's that's because of what the work that you do and and so with that it's more of you know don't worry about the there's people in the background behind the camera that's making the people in front of the camera look good and some and i've always said that sometimes i may not be i'm i may not be the guy that's going to be always in front of the camera but i've never been i never but I've always said, I always want to be the guy who's in the VIP section. Like, I know who that is. I know who that is. Why the fuck is he in the VIP section? <laughs> you know, there was three members of Rockefeller. Three. It was um, Dame Dash, Jay-Z, and Kareem Biggs. No one knows who Kareem Biggs is. I got this poster up here. Oh, you can't see it now. It's Dame Dash, Jay-Z, and Kareem Biggs. Kareem Biggs is the third member of the founders of Rockefeller. Um and nobody knows who he is, but he was a third member. And unless you saw him in the picture, you would you wouldn't better point him out in the lineup. But it was major, and I've I've always been comfortable being that. What I'm not comfortable with now, through this depression bout, is I'm not comfortable playing down my talents to who who to enhance others. Like I'm I'm off that. Done with that. <laughs> been there, done that. 
I'm t- I don't want to be nobody's Robin. I'd rather be a Kareem Biggs. But I don't want to. I don't want to have to. Um, and no one asked me to. By the way, I would just do it because I felt like that's what was needed for the show, or needed for that particular time. When in all actuality, me being me is enough. I don't have to play myself down. I don't have to turn myself down. We're gonna turn up. <laughs> you know, be who you are, Mike. It's okay to. It's okay to sit in your feelings. It's okay to be depressed. You know. And if you have a friend that's depressed, he tells you that he's depressed, he or she's depressed, let them be depressed, yo. Help them as much as you can, but don't put them down. If you ain't got shit, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, just be like, whatever. And I see everybody. I seen it. <laughs> so it's cool. We good with Gucci. I'm back. Um, here we are. I wanted to um one of the ways that I got happy, one of the ways that um, I was listening to some music, um, listen to some music, and um, one of my favorite songs is um, Rich Baby Daddy. I was talking about this on Threads. And um, Rich Baby Daddy is one of my favorite songs on the um, on the Drake album. And um, I think every guy has a guilty pleasure song they don't want to admit. And I think we all have a little sassiness in us. I <laughs> I love a good ratchet song. Like me and my daughter sometimes be in the car and I'll play a little Ice Spice. Okay. I'll put a little Ice Spice on the phone, on the car radio. And as soon as the song hit, I hear my daughter beside me getting going off. On some ice spice, you know what I'm saying? And to her credit, as she's going off on some ice spice, I'm chiming in, giving her the same amount of zest, okay? I'm giving her the same amount of sass, okay? You know, I'm feeling myself, okay? And some of this ice spice. So, um, Rich Baby Daddy is one of my favorite songs, okay? I'm, I'm gonna, um, any song, any ratchet song or any song with some with some sass to it, I love some good clear instructions, right? For example, um, on the hook, uh, it says, bend that ass over, let that coochie breathe. Clear instructions. Clear instructions. Bend that ass over. Okay. Let that coochie breathe. All right. Got to let that thing breathe. Why are we letting it breathe? Then she goes to the next verse, shake that ass, hands on your knees. Shaking said hind pots, but hands on your knees. Clearly she's worried about your back and clearly she's asking you to support yourself because you can't, you could do, you might go hands free shaking said ass, but at the same time, she wants you with your hands on your knees so you can go a little longer. I have never clapped cheeks. I never clapped, my cheeks have never been clapped. I've never shook said, I never shook said ass. I've never had to put my hands on my knees. But if I had to, these instructions are clear enough that lets me understand why are we doing said things, right? And then she says, shake that ass for Drake, because this is Drake's song. And now shake that ass for me. So she's saying, shake that ass for Drake, 
whose whose song that is because you're you you've done all of the correct um motions and and because i'm giving you these instructions shake it for her as well so she's saying shake it for him and her that ass should be a him and her ass it shouldn't just be a him ass so feel free in the year of 2023 to have a unisex ass is what i'm gathering from these instructions and then she repeats herself bend that ass over in case somebody walked in just walked in late say you're in the party you walked in late you're like oh this is the drake song where are we at in the song say oh bend that ass okay i know i need to bend this thing back over hey, excuse me hold my purse bend that ass over and then she let let now i have to allow my coochie to breathe actually i don't know much about coochie outside of the, the, the knowledge that i learned in sex ed and my own personal research in my bedroom but that it does need to breathe fellas let you gotta you know if she's wearing pants leggings you know unless she's wearing a skirt that thing ain't breathing properly it needs some resuscitation and you're walking in and then she's saying now she, you, you don't know where we at but we're still shaking that ass. now we're, everybody's shaking that everybody at this point you should know where we at in the song shake that ass put your hands on your knees for support for support and then she says three times hands on your knees hands on your knees because somebody's not listening so you got to repeat it three times rules of three and then she's allowing you to say the, the, the your, your ass is now unisex because she's shaking shake it for drake and then shake it for her and him and her ass unisex ass i love this song because when i'm in my car by myself it the beat hits it hits it makes my body jiggle just a little bit not not so much Charlemagne the guy but i do give a little jiggle a little wiggle um Love the song because it brings something out of me. It puts me in a good mood, puts me in a good spirit. When I was depressed for two weeks, I'm going to tell you right now, Sexy Red, um, Drake's um, Rich Baby Daddy was on heavy rotation. Uh, it put a smile on my face. And one of the reasons why I put a smile on my face is because um, these are clear, concise, uh, precise instructions on what she's asking for, how to shake the ass, why are we shaking it, let that thing breathe. and it's a unisex ass. So uh, I want to just shout out Drake and Sexy Red for um, writing a song that's not only um, recognizable for its health reasons, for your coochie to breathe, but also is being very supportive of your back, hands on your knees. But I, I, but what's concerning about this is we don't know where where is the placement where your hand should be placed at. Should it be directly on the knee? Because that's putting pressure on the knee. Or right above your knee, like, like around the thigh area. Like where, where should you place your hands? But we, she didn't get that far. And then recognizing that we are in the year of 2023. So this ass technically is a unisex ass. Your ass is a unisex ass because we don't know if you're, you know, whatever you're into, you know. But whoever you are into, uh, it's a him and her ass. So, you know. I like clear and concise instructions. Uh, but I, I was like, I need more sassy ass songs. Um, so I'm listening to Sexy Red again. And um, um, we got the song Where the Hoes At. Again, I'm looking for the hoes. You know, she's she and, 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 and as she's asking that, at some point she says, It ain't my fault. You know why she's saying it ain't my fault? Because someone said, You've asked this question before and you don't know. And I'm like, it ain't my fault. 
I don't know where the I don't know where the hoes are. Had I known where they are, I would have just told y'all to get in my car. But we're looking for the hoes, and like you don't know, and like it ain't my fault. I don't know why I don't know where the hoes are. These hoes are elusive. These hoes are elusive. We never know where the hoes are. I stand by that. That question has tested the test of time. Has lasted. It's been years. There, there's no app. There's no artificial intelligence. Siri nor Alexa know where the hoes are. I know. I've asked. I asked Siri. Siri says she don't know. That I, that's one question she can't answer. Um, we just got to find out. We got to find out where the hoes are. Another set. Another song that put happiness in my heart. Like I said, Ice Spice is another sassy song. Um, has some sassy songs in there. And these are also. I think every man needs to admit at some point. That we do listen to music that that's geared towards women, but it also makes us feel good as well. Ice Spice makes me feel good. Um, Sexy Red makes me feel good. There's other people that have made me feel good um, over over the uh, years that I want to shout out. Um, Trina, um, <laughs> when Trina when Trina dropped in the, back in the day, you know, what I'm saying Trina has some songs. Ain't, ain't no stopping it. Like I was fucking with, I was rocking with Trina. You know, bongos. Bongos, Cardi B and Meg the Stein, two 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 baddies coming together. Bongos, right? Bongo, 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 bong. And then Cardi jumps on. She says, "Eat my ass like a mango." Wow. She cares about your health. She could have said, "Eat it like eat eat, eat it like groceries," but she 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 didn't. Groceries are groceries could be anything. But she said, eat it like a mango. That's a fruit. That's a fruit. She cares about your body. She cares about your health. Her, she's saying that her booty is healthy. It's like eating a fruit. Have some. Have some. <laughs> Have some fruit. Have a mango. Uh, there's other songs in here too. I, I wrote. I wrote some of them down. But we gotta we have to admit as men that at some point that oh here we go the baby shake some the song uh, let me turn this down because i don't want to go the song shake some uh the song shake some it's a two it's a two minute song i like that it's clear it's clear it's it's to the point um he he lets you know i don't know how to dance but i can lean i like that I don't know how to dance. It's, that's good for a nigga with, with arthritis. That's me. That's me. I have arthritis. I can't stand there and let you dance on me. But he does make the ghetto chicks put their hands on their knees. Again, another person's caring about supporting you. You need to be supported. Put your hands on your knees. Where? We need to do a deep dive. Where are? The, where do you want these hands at? Is do you want the you want the hands directly on the knees? You can't. That's putting pressure on your knee. That's going to call knees problem, call knee problems. You might have knees like Megan now, but if you keep putting your hands on your knees with all your weight and all your might, shaking that shaking that unisex ass, next thing you know, you have knee problems. Now you got knees like Megan's grandma. That's weird. Um, he reminds you that he don't know how to dance. But he does make the ghetto chicks put their hands on their knees. Another sassy song. But then he did a remix with Sexy Red. And she's telling you to go and have sex with something. So it's a remix. 
how can you not be happy? How can you how can you not how can you listen to these songs and not be lit? How can you not listen to these songs and not be excited? Hmm. Hmm. Riddle me that one, Batman. <laughs> I was um as I was listening to music. M- music makes me happy. I I got I got excited the other day because uh I found the all that theme song, the um written by TLC, performed by TLC, and it was the theme song for Nickelodeon's TV show, All That, that used to be on Team Nick. And I think it's still on, too, because I think it's, it's never going to die. And that song took me back to a spot when I was a kid and made me want to be on TV. I'm like, oh, kids do get on TV. Well, teenagers do get on TV. I didn't have the resources or the knowledge to learn how to get on there. But, um, <laughs> and I have, it's a minute-long song, it's only like maybe like um a few verses but that's sh- it's a bop it's a bop it takes me to a spot when I, when my grandma was alive and we and we used to watch it it's a it's a bop you know and it makes me happy and it made me happy this is what i had it on on loop um heavy rotation heavy rotation another song that put me got me through you know depression um and then um, and then, like I said, I started performing and things of that nature. I started performing uh, comedy, and it made me happy. So I got some new bits. I got I I got some new bits. I got some, and I'll post some of them eventually. I'm I'm still working on the kinks. I don't want to just throw it out there, um, just yet. But um, I've been working, man. Been work. I had to work on myself. Uh, my uh, workout r- routine is changing. Cause I'm no longer, I can no longer do hit exercises anymore um, because of my knee. And so I had to change up my workout routine. So I'm going through a state of change and, you know, with change comes um, adjustment and I'm adjusting to that and adjusting to my schedule. But I promise you, I will never go dark and ghost on y'all. I just needed some time to myself. And I did. Hopefully y'all understand. Hopefully I respect that. And um, thank y'all for listening to this podcast. I'm gonna wrap this up, but thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Um, I'll be back again next week with some more stuff. I might have a guest or two or whatever. But as I always say at the end of my podcast, no matter what, no matter what time you listen to it, um, good morning. I love y'all and good night. Appreciate y'all.